It's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that takes you from Seattle to Tokyo at all points throughout history. In Tokyo, Japan is Japan's leading historian and journalist and reporter and just all-around good guy and wrestling fan, Fumi Saito. Fumi, how are you? <laughs> how are you? From I'm Tokyo. Yes. So I am actually not in seattle today as we're doing this i understand that uh, yes. my job is taking me around the state to visit various radio stations out the state of washington and so right now i am coming to you from walla walla washington oh okay which is, which is a real place if you've heard like jokes about it or something walla walla, well, exists. walla, walla washington is a native american term right yes yeah. Oh, Yakima is also Native American. Many, many. Word. Well, even uh, Chief Seattle is a Native American term. Uh, we oh, butchered yeah. it. It's actually Seattle, but apparently people back then couldn't say Seattle, but they said Seattle. So that's how it became I Seattle. But no, know. there's there's so many Native American terms all throughout Oregon, Washington, British Columbia. You know, a ah. lot of areas. Yeah. There's 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 many many. There's uh, Squim. Still a Guamish. Um, okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of them. Ah. So, yeah, but uh, you, speaking of places, I, we were talking about this off the air, and I wanted to bring it up because it's kind of fascinating. You, you ended up for a summer in Yakima, Washington, which is yeah, sort of central, south there. central Washington state. Yeah, Washington, and I took uh, English um, at the Yakima Valley College, you know, you see in a whole month. Uh, it's more like a six weeks I stayed there when I was 40 years ago. Oh my gosh. Summer of 1978. And that was the summer the movie Grease came out. You know, and then I had uh, my first experience at the, the driving theater. Oh my gosh. You know? Now, how Sorry. did you end up in Yakima? Did you go from Tokyo to Yakima or what happened? To Tokyo to San Francisco, San Francisco to Seattle, and took a bus from Seattle, four-hour bus ride to Yakima, you know, Yakima Valley. So Yakima <laughs> advertised in Tokyo to come there and learn English. I think it was uh, an organization to do something to do with exchange program, you know. So yeah. for those who don't know, when people think of Washington, they think of Seattle, so they think of rain, and they think of the green climate. But, you know, okay. once you get over the Cascade Mountains east of Seattle, you know, it's a completely different climate. It's it's more agricultural. Um, Yakima mm. can be very dry and hot in the summer. They get snow. Mm -hmm. How did you find uh, Yakima? What did you think of it? Oh, that was like, um, oh, nice. Yeah, no, it was one of the nicest places, you know, I thought I'd been. And also, uh, it was light outside. 9.30 at night, I was amazed. I looked at the clock and said, 8.30, o'clock, 9.30. Oh, it's light up. It's like, it's great, you know. And uh, I was like, see, well, of course, it's summer. But it was like a, like a bright day out at 9.30 at night. That was the greatest thing, you know. That's you know? awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, when you come to Seattle, and we'll make that happen yes. someday, well, I will drive well, you to Yakima, and we will go oh, yeah, we'll on do a road trip to, to Yakima. Yeah, very good. Yeah, well, I was actually in good. Yakima this morning as we're recording this. So, uh, uh, okay. So there I was you like, go. that was 4016. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't been here. <laughs> I hadn't been to Yakima probably in 20 years, and I'm not even sure that okay. I've ever been to Walla Walla. 
And the Tri-Cities. Wow. I went to Kennewick, Pasco, and Richland today, and I'm going to Pullman tomorrow and Moscow, Idaho, and Spokane, Washington, Colville. I'm just going all over the state. It's fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, these are all of my old stomping grounds because I went to college in Pullman at Washington State University. And when I got out of college, I ended up working at both radio stations, one in Pullman and then the other one across the border in Moscow, Idaho. And then I worked in Spokane. So, I mean, I was over in the eastern part of the state for seven or eight years, I get eight years. So, I mean, quite a while over here. So, yeah, yeah it's been we'll a long time. That a trip. Sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a little nostalgic for me, so it's it's kind of fun. oh a big nostalgic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick, um, I need yes. to apologize because I'm on this tour uh, and I didn't plan it very well. I still need to pick the winners of the T-shirt, so I will do that and I will uh, contact people. So as we're recording okay. this, I haven't done it, but once we're done here, I will go and choose two winners like we promised, and I will contact and also, you and then yeah. we'll announce them on the next um, show. I could also. Not to donate, but uh, I can send you um, very local Japanese wrestling tea, you know, not just our Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling oh, well, hey, Podcast you, I'll tell you what, why don't we do, why don't you send yeah, me lo- some t-shirts? Japanese or, wrestling or, t-shirts that are well, to get we'll, in let's America. Do, we'll do, here, let's do this since we haven't talked about it. Hang on yeah. to those shirts and we'll yeah. figure out a contest again and we'll do it then. Yeah, local KillerCon t-shirt or Umanosuke with the t-shirt. Oh, my, or... oh the, the KillerCon restaurant shirt? Yeah. That's an amazing that. t-shirt. That's like one of the greatest yeah, t-shirts I have of that. all time. Yeah, and also original Great Muta t-shirt from 1989. Oh, my God. Why That's did, a really did you, hard t-shirt. I want these shirts now. I'm mad that oh, I you can't do? win. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so I have quite a few, okay. you know, old, old Dr. Death t-shirt or... There's no UWF t-shirt, you okay. know, from 1985 and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, some people are interested in all, also, plus it's really hard to find in, in, in from the States, right? Yeah. So I would like to be able to do that. Well, when you and I went to Killer Khan's restaurant and I put it up on yeah. Twitter, that tweet yeah. went crazy. <laughs> I was amazed yeah. how many people still remembered um, Killer Khan. I mean, I put up, because on the same well, night, Khan we went to Killer Khan's giant. restaurant, and then we went to yeah. Bull Nakano's restaurant, and I thought Bull Nakano's tweet was going to go crazy, and it, and it did, but Killer yeah. Khan's went even farther than Bull Nakano's did. Really? Yeah. Okay. And Killer those two bars are amazing, because when you say it's somebody's restaurant, grill they're never there right Not, but uh, for killer khan's restaurant and bona khan's bar they are actually there so you can meet them Right, and even when even on the times when Bull is not there somebody yeah. from from all japan women yeah, is yeah, like there. or somebody and always there yeah 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 so that's really promising you know yeah no actually it's... meet yeah not just him, but you can actually talk about wrestling yeah you, you can know? yeah and then the questions that you the, the questions you wanted to ask yes hey <laughs> yeah, speaking, of, nice speaking of wrestling yes. let's, let's talk about this real quick as everybody knows you mm-hmm. are uh the voice of uh raw on uh, the Smackdown. zone the live stream <clears throat> yeah 
And uh, so I just you finished that, Raw this you, morning. You announced you're the Japanese voice for Raw and SmackDown on the live stream for DAZN. So you've been following Hell in the Cell. You just got done as we're as we're talking about this, announcing Raw. So what are your what are, what are some of your thoughts on uh, on Hell in a Cell on the whole direction WWE is doing right now? Actually, it was really really good show overall because the lineup was really strong. You know, the Raw side will give you um, Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman, top card, right? And SmackDown will give you uh, AJ Styles against Samoa Joe. That's their top, pretty much top lineup. And, uh, you know, Miz thing against, you know, a couple against Daniel Bryan and Bella Twins coming back. And also uh, Ronda Rousey against Alexa Bliss. That's top, you know, top of the line card. And Charlotte Flair against Becky Lynch, title change. That's their top, you know, program too. And it was a lineup was really strong. And also, um, Helen Cell um, had a lot of teas, you know. Uh, before, you know, everybody knows Brock Lesnar came in, but the, before that, Dolph Ziggler and the, the Drew McIntyre came in. Of course, Ch- Ch- you have Dean Ambrose. And Seth Rollins come in, and what you do, you are, you're gonna climb all the way up to the top of the cell, right? And somebody climb up to the top of the cell, and, you know, on the fence and all those, and somebody's gonna fall, of course, right? Are you with me? Yes, I'm tracking with yeah. you. Yeah, so Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins did the honor, and the two dove off the 15 feet, you know the cage onto your broadcasting table. Boom. That's a big surprise. Is that the end of the show? Then Brock Lesnar music. And, and uh, of course, Paul Heyman, you know, come in and he's teasing, you know, like a hitting, give me the key, give me the key, give me the key. Got to unlock the door. Uh-uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar just kicks the door in, and then go in. Is he going to attack? He attacked both Brown Strowman and Roman Reigns. He fived Brown Strowman, then F5 Roman Reigns on Brown Strowman. So they're all enemies. They announced the Saudi Arabia card for November 2nd. And they're going to have Roman Reigns against Brown, Brown Strowman against Mark Lesnar. Triple threat in Saudi Arabia. It's like, oh, wow. They were just talking about Melbourne, Australia for showdown, and did you know they're you know treating this Triple H against Undertaker and one last time you know it was a, such a big deal, right? Then they are going to have women's evolution, um, women's only interview for the first time October 8th. They realize you Survivor Series coming for November 18th. Lot of lot of lot big cards. And uh, wow, they're doing a lot. And then you have, you know, you know, Corners Cure. And also, that's a public company. You have this uh, Hurricane Florence, you know, that American Red that you donate money. And it's, right, that's a social thing. That the, But it's more like you are part of society that you have in you know, responsibility that uh, you, if you can for victims and family, you know, in places in, in, you know, in South Carolina and Virginia, yeah, because 
come from Japan during the hurricane, typhoons, and all kinds of disaster, pretty much. So you're used to donating money, you know. And I realize that's part of the, you know, and part of the view being in the public place, huh? That I thought, yeah, this Monday Night Raw had a real good, very good. So this morning, oh, last night card was good because matches were good. Match good. Do you know the? Do you remember the finish of AJ Styles against Joe? Yes. It was well done. You know, Kokina turnover, one camera angle, one three. Clearly, Styles pinning um, Joe one two. Three. Then fifteen minutes later, from different angle. The Kokina clutch, AJ style is clearly tapping out. So it was so well done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it was really, I mean, the, the, the over the tag team that entire uh, Dolph Ziggler against Dean Ambrose match was really good, and uh, the Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch match was good. Uh, they gave very good content, I think. I'm sorry, I'm, do I sound like advertising WWE? No, no, no. I, I think that no. I think I think you're pretty much saying what what everybody was saying that it was a yeah. good show. I think where if there's a knock on the show, I think it's a frustration with with some of the finishes. And do you think do you think would could WWE? And I'm not saying should they, but could they go to a booking style, a more Japanese style, where there's more more often there's a conclusive finish would that hurt the 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 people because i mean you stay in wwe a, a longer time now and you you you're you're there for for a longer time and wwe doesn't seem to do a very good job of of rehabbing people once they lost it's like once you lose right you're sort right of, you're yeah, sort of slotted about the sim- Japan similar that, does a uh, comeback story with with people i mean they're they're doing one that may lead to the main event in january with with tanahashi right now so what are you mm-hmm, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on on maybe more wins more decisive wins and losses in wwe all right last night uh the rousey against alexa bliss they couldn't be more decisive finish you know Right, but I think people were expecting that. I think people see that Ronda, they've got plans for Ronda, and while they like Alexa, they had to do what they had to do. Mm. But But it was a very decisive finish. But I think people wonder, what about, you know, what about Joe and and AJ? What about, um, you know, stopping a Hell in the Cell match? You know, things like that. No finish, no conclusion. Yeah, when they're supposed uh, to be, you know, like a cage death match almost. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because they in the last match standing and they've been, they've done ambulance matches and so what more can they do? And uh, and also the they matches scheduled ahead of time that they announced the Saudi Arabia match. Uh, right, that was coming and uh, teased as if um, Brock Lesnar was done with the company and the fight, you see fight in January and all that, and, uh, and the way he looked, yes, Brock Lesnar looked some 15 to 20 lighter, you know, yeah. he's in MMA shape now, but they still make wrestling appearance, so um, Paul Heyman's interview was pretty realistic, in Rock and Arms or something like that, 
that the, the bigger star you are with uh, UFC, the more money you make with WWE. That's true, you know, because uh, you got to go to UFC. Yeah, you play there or lose, you have no control over. But the bigger star you are with UFC, the bigger star you are with WWE or and be making more money, you know, uh, therefore. And uh, that's pretty much the truth. Because even in wrestling, believe in something. You like to believe in, you know, that, uh, or that your favorite, or you, you want your favorite to win. You know, you want to boo something you don't like. It's like you still have a choice even with wrestling. And uh, the better it is, the more the more realistic the better it is, I think. I, yeah, absolutely. I think I think you yeah. want to be able, for the most part, to suspend disbelief. And when course, it's yeah. so when it's so extraordinary or out of the ordinary, you want it to take mm-hmm. your breath away. So even though it's you know something that's impossible or highly unlikely to happen in a real life something, combat yeah. sport, you want it yeah. to be that video game or action movie moment where it takes <laughs> your breath away. Yeah. yeah, with New Japan, you know, like you were saying. Uh, always storyline angles are more subtle in Japan and uh, they don't it's storyline storyline there are storylines of course but not big storyline here you know someone goes trying to steal your wife and kid from ages else you know Wendy and Annie and I'll be your daddy that's not realistic at all but as long the matches are good you kind of forgive them. <laughs> but well, in, also, we don't even have that kind of storyline. The storyline that they're doing, we've seen similar things like this before, and oftentimes this storyline is terrible. And yeah, Jake Kurtz and Rick Rude and all that. Well, that that's, was that's, that's the 80s era. That's, that's different. Yeah, real I'm thinking 80s. about something more like... <laughs> It's 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 a little different, but I mean, even that that ridiculous Claire Danes that they try or Claire, what's her face? They tried to do in in TNA, and then even sort of uh, the the Dominic Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero storyline is is sort uh, of along this line where you bring in an unbelievable mm. family member. But you know, some of the stuff that Joe has had to say is honestly pretty ridiculous. But yeah, he's so good at delivering but the But the interview he says great delivery story he gets was away one with of it. his better ones. He gets away with it because he's 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 like another version of Daniel Bryan. He's so good at it that he gets away with yeah. it. Yeah, because the match, the actual match that took place yesterday in the ring, AJ Styles against him was a very good match. Yeah. Or that uh, or even the slight ones uh, I don't believe Randy Orton to destroy Jeff Hardy's soul, anything like that, you know. Right. But the putting a screwdriver into his, you know, ear hole, you know, that's like, oh wow, that's too much even for me. You know what I'm saying? But the match was pretty good. You've never seen it before, before though. Yeah, because the Hell in the Cell match, and by the way, Hell in the Cell red cell for the first time, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And also, when you see Hell in a Cell, it's like a TLC. You'll have you'll see tables, you see ladders, you see chairs, and a little bit of a candlestick. But the toolbox was kind of new. Open up the to- toolbox, 
and you find a screwdriver and you smell and walk into the ring and what are we gonna do? Oh my god. And he really did put the screwdriver into a guy's ear. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's you would never seen that one before. So people uh-uh, it's uh-uh. memorable. There's no question about it, it's memorable. And then also the the, the, the broke table was pretty new, you know, that the high ladder and then you climb onto the the, the, the you know, the city part of the cell, you know, dove from that. And yes, you know. And, you mean the, the Jeff Hardy splash? Is that what you're Jeff talking Jeff Hardy splash, yeah, at the end. He yeah. actually, believe it or not, and he, I wouldn't have known this until I saw it on like Reddit or Twitter or somewhere. He did that same spot in TNA. Did he? Oh, when he was in it? Yeah. Oh, I just thought I did not watch it. But if a tree falls ah. in the forest and no one is there to hear it, did it really happen? Ah, it's done it. Yeah, but who you know knew that. it was in I'm TNA? Sorry. Ah, it never really watched it. You know, all Nobody ever really watched it TNA. because it was yeah. terrible. So, so not too many people knew this, right? Right. No, I agree. He I should didn't. have done it again. I He totally should have done it again. Okay, okay. Hey, but- I had a, Somewhat I, conclusive. Yes, sir. I had a couple of questions, and I want to mm-hmm. get your thoughts on this. And because I've been traveling, you and I have not really talked about what we're going to talk about. So this is a very free-form show if you haven't picked it up already. So oh. there is something out on Twitter from yeah. uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi talking about Kenny Omega. Are you aware of this? Is this a total surprise? Uh, is that recent? Yes. So I may be springing um. this on you. So here is apparently a quote, obviously translated from Japanese to English, from Tanahashi talking about Kenny Omega. Yeah. So here is what he allegedly said, Tana talking about Omega. Uh, Kenny's Puroriso moves is like watching a movie with no, is it Kishoten Ketsu, dramatic arc? Yeah, Kishoten Ketsu is like a beginning, uh, you know, the second, you know, right. third scene into your conclusive scene. That's right. a good so, Japanese. So Tanahashi yeah, thinks that, that Kenny Omega lacks that. And here's another quote. He feels that the last five minutes, Tana feels that the last five minutes of a Kenny match is all that matters because there's no story. Right. Now, are these real comments? That. Are these storyline comments? What do you think these are? Hearing this for the first time, uh, I'd say it's it is. I'm sure it's storyline, but uh, it comes it comes off really realistic. Okay, because this is Tanji believes his thing. See, he knows that uh, his limitation, as in, as in limitation, as in ability to do gymnastic move like that, you know, I, you know, Ibushi or Okada or, or Kenny Omega, obviously, that uh, Tanahashi openly talks, really open talks about it, right? I cannot do this stuff, you know, the flipping dive and those, and, you know, all the things that uh, Ibushi can do, but that's very important. He tells story and he feels the crowd and crowds feel him. And that's what's important. And that's why this G1 final against Ibushi, you know, Tanahashi against Ibushi, was so good that Ibushi came off like your game. And the human, 
you know, that the so Tanahashi being human, he beat the machine, you know, like a computer being that the human would win at the end kind of thing. And, uh, that's what he's talking about. And so in, in a sense, it's kind of pretty much the shoot, you know? Okay. Kenny Omega generation. I'm sure that, uh, you know, the same way as um, like Will Ospreay or well, Ricochet is not with New anymore, but uh, you know how controversial, you know, uh, it was that uh, Will Ospreay against Ricochet last year. Uh, Big Van Vader, you know, before he died, he made big. But this is not the wrestling I remember. Wrestling. This is like a choreographed dance, tumbling. That you just all raise your high spot and just do it like, like there's always you know people believe you to hiding, and uh, that was the innocent that made a lot of sense. And Anahashi is old-fashioned too. Okay, hey, Except- move a little closer to your uh, your modem there. I think we're you're breaking up just a little bit. But no, that's that's uh, okay. That's that's an interesting thought. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, do you how do you feel? Do you think it's gonna be Tanahashi and Okada at the uh, Tokyo Dome? Oh, I think Kenny Omega against. I, that's Tanahashi. what I meant. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Kenny yeah, Omega Tanahashi, and Tanahashi. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Old habit. And who's gonna win? No, but I'm hoping Tanahashi will beat um, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega Tanahashi program will last a while. See another. Okada, uh, can you match, you know, but uh, it, this is, you know, it's going to be some clash of styles there that uh, what they believe, uh, what Tanahashi believes is good wrestling, good New Japan thing, and what can you Omega believes as, you know, today, this is a product, I really, and in that, this is really serious encounter. You know, because your taste of or your belief, almost a big word, but the, there's, there's a cognizance there, you know, because <laughs> you, you think Kenny Omega's good. Yeah, very good. He's good. Uh, Will Ospreay type style. Yeah, it, it's going to be 2020 is, you know, style of wrestling. But the old fashioned wrestling was, should you know, still remain there, too. And there's a couple of different beliefs, even within you, within me, you know, good wrestling is supposed to be. And uh, there's a two, two obviously out there right now. Um, can you all represent new style of wrestling and that the people love it? New, you know, that the New Japan world is so much a WWE universe that they only watch New Japan, you know? It's a big size audience out there. That only watch New Japan, follows New Japan, and uh, for them, Omega, uh, Will Ospreay, because uh, um, Okada, they are the god of style, right? Right. Well, pretty much uh, that box the same way, you know, the high spot after high spot, after high spot, in and for Tanahashi, and for people like let's like a uh, Yuji Nagata or the old-fashioned guys. The less you do, the more effective it gets, you know. And uh, those arguments for a long time, you know. I'm sure it was like that in 60s, 70s, 60s wrestling against 80s, Hulk Hogan's era, Rick style, then the 90s style, ECW you know, revolution, then attitude era, Stone style. 
evolved, really did, didn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, it's kind of, you know, whose styles stand for the test of the time, you know what I'm saying? And it would be very interesting. In that sense, it is very serious, serious competition. Competition, you know, that the, whose content and whose style is actually better or, you know, beatable or supported by larger audience uh, and such. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. You know? It's not just, yeah, it's working, of course, but uh, this question is pretty real. You know? What, which style will stand and test the time? Yeah. So uh, I had a couple of other things that were on my mind. In the uh, the latest yeah. uh, Wrestling Observer audio, uh, okay. Dave, they were talking about uh, Jeff Cobb, who just won the Battle of Los Angeles and has worked okay. for New Japan. And I guess mm-hmm. Dave was saying how Cobb, his goal was to go yeah. to New Japan and be a regular with New Japan. Yeah. Um, but then Dave's thought was, and we've talked about this as well on this show, was that New Japan has got too many guys uh, under contract. Matter of fact, uh, this last tour, this last show, uh, Tenzon came out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that Tenzon was still wrestling. exists, yeah. Oh, so, but he's like... Do you think, and he had this, this was Dave's thought, initial thought, that there's so many guys under contract that New Japan could split up the roster and do like a Raw and SmackDown, but... It's been talked about, yes. Oh, it has been talked about. Okay, what do you you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, if you look and, you know, sort of like uh, research examples... um, when it was in mid seventies, all Japan women had so many residents in They had two tours going, you know, two bus going towards Japan simultaneously. Two tours going, it did not work for some reason. People they were watch, watching half the show. You know, when they go to the show, you want to have every in that lineup so and uh that's what's happening right now see when you go to korakuen show in japan you count it 46 guys working regularly and the eight to ten is not working but under and some of the rest of the american who's not on the tour under right but when you have 40 guys on the one show what's gonna even that's the opening match Six-man tag team. Then you have eight-man tag team. Six-man tag team. Then another tag team. Regular tag team. One single, another six-man tag team. Six-man tag team. Then you kind of have like, oh my gosh, when should we go to bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the show starts six thirty, and that the show will be over eight forty-five. So, in forty-five, forty-six guys, and one night, one card, and that. Man tag team, man tag team, but each match has six to seven minutes. Oh, it's kind of like uh, you are eating buffet or something. You know what I'm saying? You don't remember what you just ate. Is, uh, <laughs> is, um, yeah. is um, Japan yeah. large enough to support two touring New Japan New promotions Japan? like that? Well, but you 
over 100 wrestling companies in Japan. Somebody really counted. There's like a 25 wrestling companies in, in Japan, 100 companies of Tokyo. Not every company is doing well. And, uh, not every company full time. Uh, still, uh, you see the event calendar Saturdays and Sundays. There are like eight to ten shows just in Tokyo every Saturday and Sunday. So they're somewhat you know, supporting all the groups. And the stronger group, stronger, and the weaker group get weaker. And I like the argument, the rich, rich people get richer and poor people get poorer. New Japan will get on stronger, I think. Because there's no competition. What's the second largest group? You know, distant second, old Japan or Noah or Japan or ADT, somewhere around there, but not strong second group. You know? Right. They can have two touring New Japan company if they do it well. So you split. Uh, then when you do, though, you cannot have Tanahashi and Okada and Naito in the same side. Those, you know, and can you, those four will be, and have to split. Then the week, huh? No, it's, it's an interesting thought as far as how you would split, who you would split, and again, the, the, the tours and things. Plus, when you have like a two brand like Raw and SmackDown, you obviously have two different TV shows, though. Right. Yeah, so that would be really hard. Then again, New Japan has New Japan World, you know, streaming service. Very strong st- streaming service with very strong apps. So people always go back there and study who they are and watch. Actually, it's interesting that uh, New Japan uh, World, very strong, you know, the, the internet streaming service, much like WWE Network. But uh, uh, there's like a whole bunch of matches are in there, though. The bunch of the 70s and 80s matches. And they can count how many people have hit and they can. And the, old, the young audience not watching Inoki's audience at all, at all. And the oldest match these younger audience are watching, the oldest match is 1994 Keiji Muto-Hikotaka match, Tokyo, uh, New Japan against UWFI show, you know, encounter. That was the old they could watch. And they think that's ancient. Ancient in a way because it was 94, so it was 24 years ago. For the audience, what, what happened 24 years ago is like uh, centuries ago, huh? Right. Um, they were about Mick Foley, you know, falling from ceilings, you know, in the Hell in a Cell from 1998 against, you know, in, the one against Undertaker. They treat that Hell in a Cell match as ancient historic event, huh? Well, you I know? mean, you know, you think about it. You know, I don't go back and watch Strangler Lewis matches. Oh, you not know, really. I I do, but the... <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I'll yeah, watch. I, know. I like Buddy Rogers quite a bit. Um, there's yeah. there's people that I like that I watch, but no, I mean you don't. Yeah. I which which seems odd to me about Japan because Japan has that 
you know, built in your culture more than my culture as far as, uh, you know, respecting the elderly and things. Didn't you, isn't there was just a day you went and saw all Japan. I saw the picture yeah, yeah. of you and Masahori out there. What, what, what <laughs> yeah, holiday yeah. is that? On um, the seniors day. Yeah. Okay. Elderly days. Yeah. That's the elderly. Yeah. Day. There's a national holiday every uh, end of September. And yes. there's a wrestling show booked around respecting the elderly. <laughs> yeah, yes and no, but uh, yeah, Japanese people are, I mean, Japanese wrestling fans, um, especially, they love old stuff, you know. But today's, but at the same time. And that's why, that's why it's odd that people aren't going farther back on New Japan World, is what I'm saying. But in his ancient, uh, are not much Rikidosan film or anything like that. Yeah. Or even Baba Six match against say key or something they really i do but uh i think today's up to watch um six minute time baba against jink or baba against bruno Sammartin. that the footage exists but uh, it's for all audience you know, some people only watch old movies you know they don't watch this is an older crowd you know older they don't watch today's wrestling a lot of times and but they are sucker for, you know. I watch all of them. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. race match. Can you watch Holly? I can always watch Holiday Dusty Rose match. I enjoy it. Oh, absolutely, older. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Today's audience. Today's audience meaning the ones who really get off and in. You know, it's interesting because they obviously American wrestling fan now is actually some alternative. You know, DNA Impact was not alternative. ROH, almost. But this all-in thing, or New Japan California show, or the Abbey, Japan Combine or Madison Square Garden next April, it's a big deal, don't you think? I think so. Are you going to go to that show? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, you should. So people are actually wanting to really have real alternative. I'm sure that hardcore watch all of them, you know, Monday Night Raw, you know, SmackDown Live, they even want 205 Live or, you know, every single match out of your um, Great Mayan, you know, tournament, you know, very important. It's not really alternatives. And it can be, but it's still under the WWE, you know. But uh, some wrestling some form of wrestling besides WWE could exist and they can prove it and they're almost there. But production-wise or the organization-wise, they're not there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> He's a bigger company. By the way, if you were to guess, yes, and, I, and I assume yeah. you don't know, so let's just say okay. that you don't know. Okay. But if you were to guess, when would you guess that uh, your friend Chris Jericho is going to come back on the scene with the Intercontinental title? Uh, January 4th. Well, for sure, but he's got to come back before then. Appearance, I'm sure that the not announced match, but the he announced, you know, like a gesture, he just shows up Goka or Hiroshi show or Dover Sumo 
show or some, but the, his match will not be announced like official match. He may go up to do a run in, in because it was it was such a big impact at the All In show because it was not announced. He pretended he was Octagon Junior, and then uh, you know attacked Omega from behind. Then he unmasked himself. Then he actually he went you know took you know small plane to Kansas somewhere at the Fozzie concert to sit without taking his makeup off. Right. And, certainly he had time to do that, which is pretty funny. Yeah, but he didn't do it. You know, right. so it's, there's a For the obvious. Effect. Yeah, Chris Jericho emo, you know, emo. Yeah. That uh, if he comes. He his appearance will not be announced. It has to be surprised. Okay. I think. Yeah. All right. He's well, not gonna, why don't we he... do some uh, ask Fumi questions? <laughs> so yeah, there's one question about Kawada and Misawa. Well, let's era. do this. Let me let me knock this one out real quick. Someone wants to know, sure. and, I, and I think we skip by it because we talked about it, and then it, it's. We don't really have a good answer, so I think we skip by it. And I apologize to David Powers for that. But uh, who played the uh, punk band that played Tiger Mask, Dynamite? King Tiger Mask, first appearance. No big band. You know, it was an experiment at the old Sumo Palace. And it's not a real go they have. But the early 80s, there was another Sumo Palace. It's, they, you know, they took, and they took it down. But the Sumo Palace. And it was an experiment. The second floor there, they, um, they took the seat off and uh, had live band play rock music uh, for introduction of uh, the, the Sayama Tiger Man. And that was the only time. But uh, uh, there, the, the, actual, the actual question was how many times they've done the live you know, music performance and all that thing. Number of times uh, in nice there was a... Uh, and uh, no, girls that the heavy metal band Shoya, it's pretty big, you know, pretty big. Yeah, S H O, uh, Shoya. It's all all female rock and roll band. Actually, friend of Keiji Muto, they performed at your dome, and uh, it didn't really, you know, blend well with um, wrestling audience because it's a, such a big name. Ring fan did not really appreciate, did not know about them. So, if you know, wrestling audience and rock, you know, heavy metal audience mingled more, it, Shoya meant more. But uh, the music live performance have done. And the one it's that the very famous in recent years is uh, Ayumi Mura. You know, you know that the car. Minoru Suzuki's dress music. Right. It's performed by Nakamura. Huge, huge name, rock and roll uh, female vocal. She played at the Tokyo Dome probably three or four years ago. That was a big, big deal. But it, they wanted to treat it as a, a secret appearance when Minoru Suzuki walks out of the ramp. And they thought it was just music out of your CD or the PA system. No, it was live performance by Ayumi Nakamura herself. And people go, wow, that's a real, real Ayumi Nakamura. All right. And they wanted to treat it as a secret. But uh, Yuji Nagata, 
I accidentally tweeted before it happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I said, Ayumi Nakamura rehearsing now this morning. So, uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know, those 50-year-old guys in social media, not always good. Not always. They don't know. Yeah, yeah, because it was a secret, like a surprise. But he did and said, uh-oh. And I apologized a little bit, you know. But uh, Ayumi Nakamura such a huge name and show personal friend of Minoru Suzuki. So it, it made a lot of sense. And people were like, all right, you know. And she showed didn't uh, maybe my memories escape me? Didn't they do Asha Kong's theme live? Ah, uh, maybe they did. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Asha Kong and Bison Kimura appeared in some rock concert, so it's not a rest show. Instead, Kong and Bison Kimura's Jungle Jack group on some rock and roll show. That's what that was, I think. Like okay. in '93. 92, 93? Yeah, that sounds there. about right. But it was still about the 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We thought that happened last week or something. It was 25 years ago. <laughs> you know? So that's like, oh, wow. See, we talk about the things 20 years ago as if it was just a couple of weeks ago. But, right, for younger audience, 10, something that happened 10 years ago, something that happened 20 years ago is shit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> For today's audience, sometimes I don't understand today's audience. You know, uh, for them, um, um, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada single match is the greatest thing in wrestling ever. In then, but uh, you the greatest match, or greatest movie you've ever watched, or the greatest concert you was went, you know, gone to was something that happened when five years old, right? Well, of course, so much of. <laughs> celebrity and so many of your habits are tied into what what you loved early on i mean i mean i guess yeah. that's why we're doing this show pretty much huh <laughs> yeah right right but wrestling have more longevity i think in the memory wrestling is memories are a little stronger than other pop pop culture sure. i kind of believe you know no i think and, you're right uh, so what was the other ask for me question what they want to know ah uh, shoot oh kawada and miss Yes, Kawada and Misawa. Yeah. Kawada and Misawa are high school together. Misawa, one year older. See, Misawa was born June 18, 1962, and Kawada was born December 1963. They went to Asaga Industrial College High School, you know, underneath a certain college that you when you graduate from 12th grade you go straight to that particular college that college Ashikawa, you know industrial college had a very strong wrestling team actually years uh, uh years before that yoshiaki uh yatsu came out of that too and then he went to the olympic 76 now that the wrestling team was so strong that they, um, the, the entire wrestling team uh, were together in a, in a dormitory. And uh, uh, senior uh, and junior Kawada were roommates, you know, uh, so, you know. And when Misawa graduated from high school, 12th grade, gave Kawada his uniform, that tight. You know, they had the suit, you know, like a tuxedo in this uniform to wear that the 12th grade you're not going to wear. So when he graduated from that industry, 
uh, Ashikaga High School, Misawa gave Kawa his school uniform. I heard that, you know, from Misawa himself. And the Kawa wore that, you know, school the next year, and they were that tight. Also, Misawa debuted with Japan summer of 81, right out of high school, okay? And uh, the following year, Kada debuted with All Japan, um, uh, none other, uh, other than uh, Hirimichi Fuyuki. Oh, Misawa's debut match was at Shiro Koshinaka. Later on, also star too, right? And uh, Kawada's debut match was against Michi Fuyuki. Uh, he wrong with us, but uh, so those were the veterans. For, uh, for open dormitory, Misawa and Kawada was really together again. And uh, they must be really tight. They're like, uh, real good friends. And also wrestling right. They worked out together. And, you know, they much did everything together. Why did they have to, you know, those two would know the details. But uh, when Misawa announced the formation of pro wrestling Noah in all Japan in uh, 2001, that was a fun say, I'm staying in Japan. That was a strange thing. Do you remember that? Isn't yeah, it? oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because and like you also, said, Noah yeah. was everybody abandoning on an arc. Yeah, North Ark. Yeah. yeah. All the way to your, to animal, to bars, referee, to ring crew, to you know, ring announcer, to, you know, concession guy, to everybody, everybody. But and right, and Kyohei was the referee, you know. But that was, and uh, the cup a, a year before and Baba died, they had Tokyo Dome for the end of the time, I think. That uh, May 1st of 1998, Giant Old Japan had uh, all Japan uh, the Tokyo Dome show for the first time, and Baba knew the main event going to be Misawa against Kawaii right from the get-go. And Baba, this, you know, all that Misawa against Kawada, but this time Kawada's going over on Misawa. Kawada had beaten Misawa before at the different shows, but the uh, Tokyo Dome stage, main event at the Tokyo Dome card, very important uh, triple title match. It was Baba's idea that this, at this Tokyo Dome match, Kawada is going over on Misawa for the you know for the first time in big stage, and uh, that was booking right from the beginning. Uh, rise, you know, because I was able to talk and speak with Baba then, and uh, he said going to be Misawa against and Kawada's over. She's not going to, you know, and uh, it was a decision I think because if Misawa. Kawada, it's the same thing all over again, right? It's just what's new. But uh, Kawada beating Misawa for the big stage audience uh, had this um, significance or something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I've always felt that Kawada was sort of underappreciated. For underappreciated, the, right. For the, work for, what that, he is. for the work that he did. And I feel like, I mean, certainly Misawa obviously should be remembered and 
Um, and guy, even yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like, like there's, I don't know what ha- I don't know. Maybe there were just too many people casting shadows, and Kawada sort of got stuck in that shadow because had he come along in maybe a different time, even maybe even a couple of years later, um, yeah. you know, maybe maybe he'd be more. Not that he's not well regarded, but he'd be more revered or be higher on the ladder. Or I don't I don't know exactly what the what the correct term is, but he does seem underappreciated. Underappreciated, no. See, he has. They have to be kind of, a, you know, tall guys, for Baba's eyes, you know. Yeah. He he always told wrestlers that wrestling stars walk out of this carton, walk into crowds. You have to be a head taller than everybody else. You know, or general audience, you have to be at at least a head taller, like like a, I don't know, like a ten inch taller than you know regular people or something like that and you think about Jumbo Tsurura Genichiro Tenru Misawa tall enough uh, oh Kenta Kobashi and all the Americans Stan Hansen Bruiser Brody the Funks you know um, or, um, Terry Gordy Steve Williams Johnny they're all pretty tall people huh? so uh, it had to be tall to be a star for New Japan and Kawada is not exactly a tall guy just shorter and stockier and uh, more effort kind of guy, more than uh, natural ability. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sure that Misawa and Kawa are equally talented, you know, but uh, in probably Baba's eyes that, uh, you know, Kawada is more effort guy, that you do your best, but uh, naturally Misawa is more gifted or something, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not for, arguing that. I'm not then, arguing... Uh, for ba- like Kawada is yeah, like the greatest or something. I just feel like he's just a little underappreciated. But more believable in some ways. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More and he works harder. And uh, and uh, Misawa, in Vader's term, ace quarterback, right? He looks like and walks around like and acts like ace quarterback. At there, over there, or in He was always the ace quarterback. Kawada as will be kind of underdog, yes. Yeah, people love underdogs in Japan too. At the same time, see that's why Tenru was so popular, you know, going against Jumbo Tsurura. Jumbo was baby face, right? But actually, secretly, people cheered for Tenru more so than uh, you cheer Jumbo Tsurura. Yeah. So Misawa and Kawada against Kawada in single match had the same formula: Jumbo against Tenru, Tenru's little shoulder. Jumbo Tsuru, natural, ability, gifted, you know, person. Tenru's more um, underdog and also like ex-sumo wrestler. He did big grand champion in sumo wrestling and came to wrestling and somewhat underdog, you know, and more heelish, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's very similar. Jumbo, Tenru, Kawada, I mean, Misawa and Kawada. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And Kenta Kobashi, special guy too, you know. But the, he was he started a few years after that, you know. Did not debut until like 1990. So, so, yeah. 
Well, look, um, I, <laughs> we should probably uh, wrap it up yeah? here, but we'll, uh, we'll yes, connect sir. again very soon. Yeah, and I'm going to take all questions now, though. Yeah, we can do more uh, questions. Yeah. Hit, hit us up yeah. with uh, the hashtag AskFumi, and we'll do that. And then I'll also find um, the uh, T-shirt winners, and I'll get the information. We'll have your names next time, but uh, I will And I will dig you. out some real uh, rare Japanese wrestling T-shirt, and I'll send it to you in a... We're gonna give out, you know, give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you and I will talk about that off the air, and we'll figure out a strategy where you can win some awesome rare T-shirts from Fumi's <laughs> personal collection. You can win the shirt off of Fumi's back, or at least help him clean up his apartment. <laughs> oh no, no, I have not worn those. I have no wrestling T-shirt and never wear. Right. I'm saying it's in the closet. And it's never been used, so it's new. Don't worry about it. No, I know you did. I believe yes. you. Uh, give, I, give that up. I'm sorry yeah. if that wasn't clear. I thought it was clear I was joking. But <laughs> no, yeah, not no, the these are not I've worn. worn no, no, no. These We're are not just here. giving out your laundry. No, no, not at all. No. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, I got a wrestling t-shirt for free, so don't worry about it. All right. Well, we'll make it. Uh, we will, we will <laughs> make it happen. And yes, uh, we'll sir. also have some. We've talked a little bit about it, but we'll have some news probably in the next couple of weeks. I okay, would guess okay. probably two. Also, we gotta, gotta get back in track. Like uh, every week or yeah. every tenth day, we'll have a show. Yes, we will. And get we better have at this. news to announce uh, announce soon. Yes, good we'd... good news to us, right? Yes, oh, very, I think I, I think it's excellent conversa- news. B- conversation between you and I. But I'm talking to all these you know potential listeners out there, not just in America, but maybe in Japan or other parts of the world, that, that we share thoughts and ideas about wrestling, and hopefully we can share ideas and uh, you know we'll make I don't know make the world a better place to live maybe. <laughs> I think people that listen to you and uh, follow what you say, I think they're already some of the best people. But maybe I'm just okay. biased. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, we'll come back days or so. Yes, yeah? we will or come back. Week. We will come back shortly. But uh, you can follow Fumi on uh, Twitter. You can follow him at Fumi Hiko Dio. That's F U M I H I K Hiko H I K D A Y O Hiko Dio. Yeah. And uh, I am uh, Jim Valley. You can find me on Twitter. Oh, follow him on Facebook at Fumi Saito. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Jim Valley and on Facebook at Jim Valley, J-I-M-V-A-L-L-E-Y. And until next time. So long from Tokyo. And in this case, so long from Walla Walla as well. (laughs) 